smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down. All right, let's do some grow talk, doing a little pre-show music, getting pumped up, Scotty. I was listening to, uh, actually, Best Trap Reggae Mix, a reggae, a reggae mix of 2017. Which... What, so what, I, what is trap music? And then I know what reggae is because I'm going to try to figure out what trap reggae is, man. Trap, not... is trap music, is that rap? Just a specific kind of rap? And uh, I know with Guru Silence here, man, he's going to, you just better be Googling. Oh, shit, I 100% just Googled this. Uh, if we're going by the Google definition yes, from sir. Wikipedia, trap is a subgenre of hip hop music that originated in the Southern United States Ooh. during the early 1990s. The mm. genre gets its name from Atlanta slang. Sorry, I got to actually click the link. Uh, and what the genre gets its name from the Atlanta slang word trap. A house used exclusively to sell drugs. All right. Weed or so, drugs, man. This is Grow Talk, but I'll tell you, they're doing some bad coverage of uh, a cover of Bob Marley. And then it made me think about right. how many different horrible Bob Marley like oh, remake songs. And then just for you, I found uh, some of the uh, jamming. This is some bluegrass Bob Marley covers. That's what I so, mean. The worst is when it goes. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> Jesus. No, don't play him. Guru thinks that I'm going to love all these. Hey, here's your favorite song in bluegrass. Isn't it great? And I'm like, no, no I, it's not. I, I have never once played those for you, expecting you to think that they're great. Oh, it's just <laughs> fucking with me. It's just fucking with you. Especially <laughs> the smells like teen spirit bluegrass. Um, I told you when I was in Costa Rica, it was like Caribbean people singing like the Joker by Steve Miller or like Kenny Rogers, the gambler. And they were just like, yeah, they weren't super psyched about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, if, if want you want a good you. example of trap music, though, in the kitchen, Gucci Man. That's a good one. Oh, Gucci Man. Okay. Gucci, Gucci Man. Gucci. In the kitchen. Yep. I will check that out. I will give I you a show rundown so we can talk about growing some good. weed, man. Uh, we're going to have a dank nug today of Lemon Jeffrey, Irie Genetics by Dr. Phil Good. Good? I'm going to go with Good. Man, I hope he knows we're using his real name. Uh, I don't as fuck well, you up at work, Doc. As well as Washing Your Salad by Sea Tizzle for Thrizzle. Which I like. Uh, harvesting. Salad. Yes. By Neller Dank, as well as Transition Period by Psycho Farmer. Please get your grower questions up, guys, on dudegrows.com. Anybody can go over there and do it with a free account. And that's how we build this show by trying to yes. help you and learn in public about growing some pine cannabis. Absolutely, dude. We could not do it without you. Before we hop in, dudegrows.com forward slash support. That's how we make this thing happen, man. That's how we happen with you guys supporting the team here going on. I got to do the official math. Getting close to the eighth year, Scotty. Still talking. You said just the other day. It's kind of amazing how we uh, we can come we up can with think something of to talk about. New. Every day we can think of something new. And then you go, no, we repeat ourselves a lot, man. You just kind of forget about it. I was like, yeah, yeah we do, don't we? <laughs> but guys, the patronage, you guys being coming on as producers, couldn't do the show without you. We want to kick back the benefits. You can see all those benefits as well. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. We have some great content coming. Uh, we just did a hang pre-show with Banner, Talk and Grow, Talk and Strains. Yeah, uh, more content, just... man. More content for the patrons. I'm taking a stand here. And we're actually exactly Guru's uh, Discord hang was reposted over on Patreon. If you guys didn't catch that live, uh, dropping a couple hours of knowledge over on Discord. 
and yeah, expect more content coming at you yeah. and keep building dudegrows.com forward slash support. There's a sick ass giveaway right now. Go over there and check out the full tent setup, man. It involves AC affinity, HLG. We got lights. We got fan. We got carbon filter details. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. Hey, that, that pre-show is about the easiest thing I've ever done though. It's been we're doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because it's literally about asking Banner what he's smoking and what kind of clones he's bought in and just bullshit like that, man. Oh, the uh, hats are in too, guys. Uh, yes, Dude Bros, the all you patrons, I just sent the link, the coupon code for you guys to p- get a better deal on the hat uh, as thanks for helping make this show. Uh, if you're not a patron, you can still go Alpine Hemp Company. Just search Alpine Hemp Company. There's a little collection over there of our two hats and you can check them out. What's up? What's up with that picture, man? Looks like I'm about to light a fart or something, man. I don't know. I don't know. Which picture are you looking at? Alpine hemp right on there. Oh, I stole it. Let's get into the show, man. Dank Nugs, Lemon Jeffrey, Irie Genetics by Dr. Phil Good. Says, here again, submitting my second pheno of Lemon Jeffrey. This was actually my first run from Clone, and I finished these ladies off in some five-gallon radical bags with my standard NFTG, that's Nectar from the Gods, regimen, Plus my FPJs, fermented plant juices. I got all these, man. Dude, you're crushing, uh, man. Made myself, uh-oh, MSA. Not sure what MSA is. Photo plus, uh, and of me, course, babe. the recharge. I definitely oh, grew this particular pheno better than last time. Damn, look at this picture. Just got to it. The lemon notes really came out for this cut. Now I'm even more uncertain which pheno I'm going to keep. Guess that's the price you pay for good genetics. Yeah, that is a very iry genetics looking bud there isn't it it is that bud structure i'm gonna give the dude one more try at msa you know this it's a word that you usually mix up and and, and mispronounce sometimes but you should know this one i just seen a new brand of it at the store yesterday yep mammoth Mm, you're gonna have to help me out there it is a monosilicic acid oh okay thank you thank you i would have messed it up regardless um but yeah, Dr. Phil here, <laughs> Dr. Phil Good, looking great. Um, why do you say, you mean you can tell that, look, have you, have you grown Irie Genetics once or no? Yeah, and it's just that super fuzzy kind of, it's not a super like dense nut, like it's not, it's a, it's a big fat fucking baby's arm, man. You know, it's not like those little little nuggets and it's uh, just has that look to it, man. A lot of color to it. I dig, I'm excited to find out. I'm about to be growing some here. Um, any day now, I swear, I promise I am because I am Canadian and I need to be growing some Irie up north. I'm repping on this shit, Scotty. All right. Yeah. You know, I actually found one of the rare packs of feminized seeds. This is the Donatello, but it's feminized. So I don't know, Rasta Jeff, do I grow Donatello? Do I grow something different? No, I have Raphael. Okay. I didn't want to grow Donatello because Donatello is the Ninja Turtle. It's a dork. Okay. Damn, you went deep, man. Nice. Okay. I looked into it. I looked into it. Is that why he but, sent them to me, man? Huh. Uh, I, I will remind the Canadians, I do have uh, Irie Genetics up here. If you want, dudesworld.ca forward slash Irie. Check them out. Solid genetics for sure. Good looking dank nug here. Thanks for putting that in. Good a doctor. And uh, is there about the author? Guys, fill out you're about the author so I can tell the people about you. Yes. Question one. Question one. Washing your salad. By C Tizzle for Frizzle. I'm not you, sure you what's just, going on here, man. But you just keep it clean, Scotty. What up, yeah. DGC? Yeah. So if if you have seen in earlier posts, I've I've had I've had I was concerned about my outdoor grow. 
Since then, I've hopped over the obstacles of Mother Nature, and I'm just about to uh, in my last week before harvest. My question is, if anyone had experience with bud washing, my friend does it every harvest with lemon juice, baking soda, water mixture, swirl in a bucket, and then a clean water rinse after that dip, just slow dries them for like 12 days. If anyone has an experience with this or other methods, please hook a brother up with some knowledge. I also threw in a photo of one of the highly stressed plants that went purple hairs on me because it looks sick. Nice. Sick in a good way. Like sick, bro. No, uh, thanks, fam. Stay lift. <laughs> um, hey, so what's a, that's pretty interesting. The lemon juice, the baking soda, and the water. What? So lemon juice, we talk about the citric acid. Baking soda is what? Antifungal? What is it? Uh, I mean, the, the citric acid is going to be antifungal, too, and just changing the pH on the leaf surface. Right. Uh, not really. I mean, I know people use those as just household cleaners, too. For sure. So it's more like the soap and then the rinse afterwards. Right. Uh, but it is just the, the idea of bud washing. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a while, but a lot of people did it last year where we had crazy fires in Colorado and California, and everyone's bud was just covered in ash. Like no one wanted to just leave ash on their buds. So washing it was like one of the only options they really had. Um, it can definitely be beneficial done wrong. It could definitely introduce a ton of extra moisture into the buds and you end up with bud rot. Yeah, that's what makes me paranoid. Is if you better be on point with your drying area. If you're going to submerge well, your entire bud structure, this is what we're doing here in five gallon buckets um, to wash it. I That's what I worry about. Like, is it going to, I mean, I guess it rains outside. It's not like these plants don't handle mother nature. I've right. seen buds get snowed on that were great. And I personally, I mean, the way I would do this, uh, if I needed to wash my flowers when I grew outside in Colorado, I did not. Um, I would just do it with like a hose before, before, um, before like chop where I'm super not just fine full. mist, like the super uh, fine mist. Well, Man, I mean, really. and th think about the, just the concept of that too. Indoors, we're completely controlling the environment. If you're following good uh, grow practices, you keep everything really clean. You're filtering your intake air. You're filtering your outtake air. Everything's staying good in there. There's not a ton of particulate matter in the air. Like I was alluding to earlier, the fires that are in Colorado and California put right. a ton of smoke into the air. And that is just particulate matter that's suspended up in the air. And that can fall and land and collect on your on your plants too. Like plants get dusty and dirty if they're not sure. washed off regularly. Sure. Um, so using bud washing as a way for outdoor plants to get rid of uh, that, that fine film that can be on the outside of the leaves, it's going to be a good thing. Also, doing it during the grow can help optimize photosynthesis because the light doesn't have to diffuse through the like film of uh, particulate matter that's right. on top of it. It can help that way, too. So thinking about that super fine mist that you get, sorry to cut you off, dude, but you know, yeah. you know when you take a, like a brass nozzle, a uh, hose end sprayer, you're not a hose end sprayer, just a hose, and you like tighten it almost all the way down and it makes the finest mist. That's enough to, I used to use that actually to knock off spider mites when I was just fighting a spider mite infestation at the end and it didn't fuck with my trichomes. And then I had let it, you know, it wasn't dead. So it was just growing under the lights and it dried out pretty quick. It's a highly overlooked uh, grow tip there. Like you said, you got some some mites or some other bugs in bud. You're budding. You can't use certain products. Um, I would go through the garden with some really cold ice water out of a sprayer and just beat the hell out of them. And it's a mechanical. I mean, more than it's not like it's killing them, but they, right. they don't like that shit. You're getting them off your flowers and your plants. I wanted to talk about the comment from Show Nuff um, and Ross Ufo. Both say they do this and it works fine. Says Show Nuff says I actually washed my outdoor buds last week. I scoped them before and after, 
saw no damage to trichomes and the bud still dried properly. And I'm definitely a fan, especially after seeing all the nasties come off the buds. Yeah. Wow. That's got to be satisfying. I mean, yeah, you know, with outdoor bud, when you're trimming, sometimes you can be surprised and wake you up. You're like, be trimming. Then all of a sudden there'll be like a spider or like there'll be something in the flower, um, some little critter cruising around. But uh, that's kind of the fun of uh, smoking sometimes. If you ever smoked a protein, you can smoke some bugs. Ain't going to hurt you. Eh, I prefer <laughs> not to. Good, good, uh, good tip here. Never done it. Good to know uh, it works well. And there are applications for it, whether it be little critters, fires. I have it about the author here. Have you guys hey, ever you heard see? of, uh, sorry, go ahead, dude. You, you can hit it up. I was going to say, have you guys ever heard of water curing too? There's another thing hmm. I came, came across recently. No. That's taking like uh, flour and uh, suspending it in water, like in a jar that's completely full of water and changing out the water regularly to pull out the chlorophyll from it, which what? is kind of kind of crazy. I've never tried it. Apparently, it makes super, super smooth smoking flour. Well, you got to do that to me now, man. My just Mike, like 15 years ago, I was like, look, I was like, what's up with this? But it's just different. He goes, I heard it was grown underwater. <laughs> <laughs> just both, both laughed, but maybe that's so much money, man. I'll have to like, look into the water curing. Uh, about the author here, C. Tizzle, Fourth Rizzle says, Hey, DGC, <laughs> this content has kept me alive through some pretty interesting grows, and I love it. I'm an HVAC technician, a father and husband, and a recovering addict alcoholic. Flower has honestly made my journey away from so many negative influences so much easier for me. Yes. And I'm so thankful for that. Much love, fam. Stay lifted. Hell yeah, man. Good to awesome. hear from you. And yeah, great feel good story. Yes. Is that his profile pick? Is that just him reading a book? Looks like Pretty he's hit. reading a book while using his, I'm guessing, pit bull as a pillow and rocking <laughs> the sculpted man beard, Scotty. How about that uh, for description? That is awesome, man. <laughs> um, by the way, how are you still getting away with no glasses? I mean, you, um, you've been borderline happening. for years now, man. I wonder if there's an eye exercise you can do. I thought about that. Like, can you right. work these things out? Like, there you is. know what I mean? To hone, hone them back in? No, well, my, your so lenses inside of your eyes are starting to warp with age. There's no, there's no exercises to figure out. Once you really start, just, though, man, is I'm like a couple years into it, I'm already going to have to change my prescription. I need a subscription. So if I blink one eye at a time, will I do it? Yeah, you're doing good. Just no. squint and go like this. You can switch which eye is your dominant eye if you want to. If uh, oh. I guess no, I'd, you got to have gla- have glasses to be able to do that. You just wear one lens in or one contact <laughs> lens in, and it'll make it's the so your brain will just be like, well, this other eye works better. I'm going to make that the dominant eye. Do the whole David Bowie thing, one blue one. All right, I got a good comment here from Charles Gerard, San Diego, California. Says I love your show. That reminds hey. me of. Uh, what was that? Was that the Price is Right where they say your name and where you're from? Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> um, Charles Gerard, come on down, San Diego, California. I love your show. I'm in the Air National Guard, so I can't actually grow yet. But I'm isn't prepping. There a ton, isn't there a ton of that in San Diego? Isn't there a huge air base there or something? Where's sure. Top Gun from, man? I believe so. I remember when I was flying over that area, I remember looking down, yeah, and seeing some uh some military type shows. Yeah. The helicopter's uh, back, by the way. Guru, you seen it, right? Yeah. He had a fleer on today. That was weird. Oh, that sucks. Forward looking infrared. 
that sucks, right? Yeah. Like this year he's back with an infrared. <laughs> so I'm in the Air National Guard, so I can't actually grow yet, but I'm prepping to retire in two years. You guys are really helping me to learn what I need to do to grow successfully. I cannot house my own plants, but I'm planning to grow my first plants at my buddy's house, who is also a grower. So that grow, so that grow by the time I'm ready to retire, I will be har- harvesting my first grow. I will be having a token retirement party. Keep nice. up the gourd work. Let prohibition fall down. I picked this comment because do think outside of the box. If you can't grow where you're at, maybe you got a buddy that I can grow. Maybe you buy the equipment and you guys. Right. I don't, I don't know. Don't break up your friendship. Growing together can be tough sometimes. What'd you do to the plants, man? What'd you do? Told you not to give that bloom booster. Um, but it yeah. Was the there's all- National Guard drug test? Or it's just that you can't grow there just because you don't have the space or anything like that. I would believe just- totally. I mean, drug testing potential. We were I just talking about a bunch of drug testing being dropped, you know? If it can potentially affect I'm sure they even drug test. I'm just fucking with you. If yeah, I mean if it, even if it would get into sometimes I believe affecting like retirement plans and shit, like if you get a dishonorable discharge or something like that, Ooh, yeah, I don't know if you get that kind of cannabis, but um it does totally suck. Uh regardless. It's good to hear that you're going to get growing at your buddies. Guys, co-op. You can co-op around. There's plenty of people probably in your neighborhood that like to toke, figure out who they are. And uh, you can't grow where you grow. Support somebody else to grow and get, or get growing over at their spot. And the door gets knocking. You don't, it's his house, his shit. Fucking A. You think it's regardless <laughs> or irregardless? Why is there an irregardless? You know? Um, like less, right? So your ear is what? The opposite? So it's irrelevant, irregardless? Good question, because if I'm going to say regardless or irregardless, I, I think I'd use either one. Yeah. Yeah, right? Hmm. All right. Irregardless, thoughts, let's move bro. on. <laughs> irregardless of, no. Regardless of that, I don't know. I lost a fucking joint, dude. I mean, I haven't moved from this area. I rolled a joint, decided I wasn't going to smoke it, and just... Yeah, I've been looking for a while now, man. What do you so doing? that's just on the back of your mind, sticking I, around? No, I've given up. I've given up. With the, you know, I told Guru, I'm like, I'm not going to smoke this joint, you know, because I'm trying to limit the amount of joints that I smoked during the day. Uh, yeah, so I smoked. A I had to get day. you the, the quick answer here because you got me thinking. Irregardless yes, is a non-standard you. synonym for regardless, which means without concern, as to advice, warning, or hardship, or heedless. So synonym means like it's another the same thing. fucking thing, man. You get to say what you want, man. Yeah, so you don't need that IRR on there. Irregardless of the situation, man, you can use whatever word you want. Yes. New grow talk question. New grow talk question here. Uh, harvesting. So getting closer or approaching harvest time here in the out- outdoors. Some people go all the way through October, actually. Maybe you'll find your joint while you're looking for that lighter. That was the expression on my face, man. I was like, come on, man. But no, it's not down there. So this is posted by Neller Dank. Quick question. Does harvesting without seeing any significant yellowing in the leaves affect the smell and taste? If I flush for one week in hydro, meaning no medium, just water, roots, hydro system, and see no yellowing, does that mean the plant has not reached full ripe, ripeness? And in hydro systems, you should see yellowing quicker than other systems typically when you have a, a media like cocoa or peat or whatever. And that's just because they're rely, they're just sucking up that that nutrient water. And as soon as they get plain water, they're going to feel it. 
They don't have um, any, any big reservoir of, of nutrient there. Yeah, you can flush shit out quick. Like you can change the res out every yep. two, three hours if you want, twice a day and just bring that PPM down and you're flushing the salts and minerals off the roots and yeah, getting it done quicker. Yeah, is that uh, maybe that's where flushing really comes from. It's just because like it's very easy to not continue to feed your plant. If you're in Rockwell and you're like, yo, I want to cut the food out of this thing. You just put a bunch of water on it, <clears throat> the nutrients leach out, and then you're starting to starve that plant of its nutrients. You know, you, I, yeah. I, I can say that we all have different styles of growing, right? And if you listen yeah. to this show, you know, we covered Arc Screen Technologies, nutrient company did um some studies or i call it studies actual like tests with people on yep. flushing and what it is and guru are you gonna say something no uh, i was giving uh, the ed mcmahon yep oh Truth. gotcha uh but for guru and that study and some other people say let's take not not cut out the nutrient for flushing but lower it down if you're watering in at 700 800 over a thousand keep bringing that down towards harvest maybe down to 450 400 I like to see the yellowing come on. It's what happens in nature to my eyes. I try to mimic nature a little bit, although I'm in a grow tent in a garage with artificial light. Everything's not nature, right? Um, but I like to see, to me, the plant ripens and the flowers ripen, meaning maybe put on some more bulk and attributes as the plant is consuming. And that's why the plant leaves yellow, right, Guru? Because the plant is consuming itself. Be because it doesn't have food somewhere else. Uh, hot take, the number one thing that's going to uh, help preserve the quality of the flower that you have when you harvest it has nothing to do with the leaves starting to yellow out or anything like that. It's having a proper dry and cure for your flower. Uh, the, the flowers mature and finish uh, completely separate from how the leaves start to fade out on the plant. Uh, it's just completely different mechanisms. It can be a complete, I just think, you, can, so you can have a completely green plant with all milky trichomes and like 10% amber. So uh, I bet get, you my plant with yellow leaves will, cure, right. will smooth, will smoke smoother. I'm gonna have smoother smoke. I think, well, you, don't load it up with nitrogen at the end. That's why, I, no, when I was designing the, the new grow dots, I had to make sure that the nitrogen wears out at the right time because you don't want to be hitting your flower, especially in mid to late flower with a bunch of nitrogen. But yeah, your this guy's flower being green has nothing to do with it not tasting well. I would suspect this is probably something to do with either genetics or something's not right in the dry and the cure for that. I mean, drying the cure, I agree, is the biggest mistake people can make uh, as far as having not good tasting flour. I want to comment on Maestro. Uh, actually, just read what Maestro put on here. It's based on the plant's metabolism, so it varies quite a bit. A six to seven week finisher can yellow in four to six days, while a twelve week finisher take 21 days long flowering plants have slower metabolism and mature and consume themselves much slower than a quick finisher like eight to ten week varieties typically take 10 to 14 days yellow and hydro this can be done without with an unripe plant so it's up to the grower to the time uh to time the plant's nutrition correctly and lastly like this is what you're saying through calyx and trichome maturing determine if the plant is done so um I, uh, yeah, like I said, every grower's got its style. I cut the food out. I get somewhat fairly yellow plant, not all the time. Uh, at one time, I even got ridiculed quite a bit on YouTube because <laughs> I put up a plant that I put, I put like connoisseur flush and the plant had not a green leaf on it. It had leaves dying off of it. Right. People were like, oh my God, but the flower was fabulous. It was totally, and for me, I say, why not let the plant, and if you have an answer, let me know, why not let the plant 
consume itself towards the end and get its last bit of nutrients from its own leaves um, instead of continuing to give it uh, bottle nutrients or whatever else your inputs may be. You don't have to continue to give it, and especially not a bunch of nutrients. The idea is the plant's dying. At the end, you're, you, the plant is dying. And the longer you let that mature and you let those flowers mature to an extent. I mean, uh, there there is some really important parts of the like flowering growth phase that happened in the last couple of weeks. Calyx swell and development is really important. Then. Right. It's still packing on trichomes. That plant is not dead yet. Uh, it is in the process of dying when you right. chop it down. Sure. But it, it, it will continue to go on. Oh, yeah, and, the past uh, couple of weeks are bulking and, up here. And ripen past that. So like... Having the proper nutrition in the plant for the bulking up period of it, right, and right. stacking uh, stacking calyxes, and they're starting to swell, um, is pretty important. So having the proper nutrition for the plant is pretty important too. And generally, it's not going to be able to get all the nutrition it needs from its leaves. That's like a, a survival response from the plant, where it's like, oh no, there's no more food around. I better start eating myself. To each their own. Bad. Ah, it, it is an art. And all I'm saying is you don't want to put a bunch of nitrogen at the end. There are certain sure. things that you don't want to get caught uh, harvesting with. And a bunch of super, super dark green ton of nitrogen in there isn't, isn't what you want at the end. Right on, right on. Before more grow talk, what's going on in our grows? I'm going to shout out to Recharge Real Growers, realgrowers.com. Yeah. You guys want to inoculate your rhizosphere and have your mind blown um check it out also uh, we're at amazon prime you can search real growers recharge canadian growers dudesworld.ca we'll hook you up with the recharge and uh game changer actually we're doing a little bit of a, a grow guide coming up like some tips some tips for bigger buds and yeah. I was, we had a meeting on it and one of the ones on there one of the tips is straight up microbes like if you're not using these and coming soon, guys, there's more about it. Like, you know, that I say LED lighting was one of them, but microbes is probably almost up there equal with it as far as microbes things that change. huge. Yeah, it and, was a game changer for me. I feel bad. And all systems. Don't be sitting there thinking, okay, you know, I was at first when I was growing with synthetic nutrients, which I still do, you know, I mix it up. Um, I was like, dude, I can't put these synthetics in solution and then put microbes in there too because they're going to like them. be killed. Right. By, and that was just out of <clears throat> ignorance. And, you know, these are salt-based minerals. Why would they don't kill microbes? I just think synthetics, like, it's just, yeah, bad for you. You got to grow organic to use microbes. So that was game-changing as well for me, learning across the board, all types of different growth styles you can use microbes with. And well, I, will, I, I will tell you, the idea there is you mix them with your salts and then pretty quickly, within 15, 20 minutes, right, as they're waking up, get them on the soil because you can have plenty of salts in your soil, but those microbes just grab onto the soil particles and that's where they live and that's where they start colonizing. So they definitely work with salts. I, but I did have a question on using them with salts. If, or can I interrupt here? Please do. Um, because I actually had a call from a Canadian grower asking about uh, just getting familiarized with microbes in the product. And I said, what I've noticed um, on my PPM, like I was able to bring it down. Now it could vary per strain, but bring my PPM down 20%. Like I was going before closer to a thousand and he's like, well, what's up with that? And am I correct in saying, dude, the microbes make nutrients more plant available or how they process them in the, in the rhizosphere. It definitely will make your uh, soil more effective and efficient at getting nutrients that are in it into the soil. So it, yeah, it's, you can use less fertilizer, 
because you have a much more efficient system in your soil to be able to deliver that fertilizer to the plant. You're going to hold go. more nutrient in the you know at the root zone and in the soil, especially with synthetics. That's how I got hooked on them. Uh, on microbes is at my bamboo nursery. I grow in sand, and I was spending a lot of money on fertilizer. And the, my fertilizer guy said, hey, maybe spend a little bit less on fertilizer and spend a little bit more on soil microbes, and specifically mycorrhizae at that point. That was my first. Well, my, so mycorrhizae is a fungi, right? Yep. But it's also considered a microbe, right? Yeah. Yeah. A microbe is like, what, one one thousandth of a millimeter or something like that. It's just a term of something that's a certain size. But um, mycorrhizae is it's a fungus and it allows the nutrient, the plant to have more root surface area, a lot more root surface area. And uh, that more root surface area is more absorption points. And there's it's like having a bigger port, you know, so you expand your port by five times. You can exchange more goods, in this case, nutrients. So, yeah, mycorrhizae nice. is a game changer. Analogy. If you want to check out the all-in-one microbe package, because you do have bacteria, trichoderma, mycorrhizae, yeah. molasses, humic, and kelp all in one bundle with yes. no cheesy carrier, if you will. Uh, check out realgrowers.com, uh, coupon code dude, dudesworld.ca, as well as Amazon, Amazon Prime, Real Growers Recharge. And yeah, go with the dollars, support your grow and support the show all in the same time. Yes, I like it. I would call it a cut. It's, it's uncut, man. It's pure. I got <laughs> <laughs> question three transition period <clears throat> by psycho farmer. I got this bottle of hot sauce distracting me right in front of me here. Cause this came um, in my, like a little gift box that my wife got for something. And yep. it's, it's called truff T R U F F black truffle infused. And my God, it is fabulous. I just oh, ordered nice. a $27 bottle on amazon.ca it is so good, dude. So shout out to Truff. If you're listening, please be my main sponsor. <laughs> I'm a hot sauce freak. If, no, if you people out there don't know that, I love hot sauces. For my birthday, I got like, it's like a round the world hot sauce kind of thing. But I, I don't know what it is. It's got like 12 hot sauces. They each get progressively hotter. And you're supposed to like take the challenge. And I'm scared shitless, man. You know, I, I like regular hot. Like I would never eat one of these habaneros or a ghost or anything like that. Maybe it's some salsa or something, but. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, transition period here by Psycho Farmer. Straight to it. Simple, uh, straightforward question. When flipping to flower, is it best just to switch my timer to 12-12, the most popular time for flowering? Or is there any advantage to gradually going down a few hours from my normal 18 over the next week, which I've thought about, again, mimicking nature. Nature doesn't go, hey, it's 18 today and 12, 12 tomorrow. Is it less what stress? What, what timer do you know that's going to do that, man? That's the human timer. You I mean, you have to do it. You have to go in there and adjust it. Yeah, what a pain in the butt, man. <laughs> you know, to go change it every day a little a couple but, minutes early. I mean, it's all right if you got that going. I don't know. I, I never, uh, no, I think this is just extend your flowering time. Yo, oh, because you're basically, you're, when you go white to 12 12, it's like, hey, it is flower time. Yep, now. it's on. Yeah, get the signal going, start making, you know, whatever hormones, flowering hormones, and start changing now. It's on. What about the opposite? What about taking time off towards the end of flowering? I've seen some growers say, hey, I like to do now 11 on. Yep. Now that's legit. If you shorten the daytime, it will uh, uh, mature plants faster. 
So if you're, yeah, 10 hours on, 12 or 14 hours off, you will mature things faster. The wrap on it is you get much smaller yields or smaller yields. You know, you have to sacrifice something and less sun sunlight is less photosynthesis, and less building. So there's a trade. I think Sensi Mia agrees with you. It says, I just fiddle faddling with all those little plastic digits on my timer. So I say, yes. fuck it and go to 1212 right away. Thank you, man. That's all you need. You know, it's one of them, one of them timer pins to go half in and half out. And, or the digital timer that has, um, Intermatic had one for, they still have it. Like it's a digital timer of like 12 programs on it. Right. You could use it for irrigation or you could use Growers could use it for a bit of stuff. When I work hydroponic retail, I had so many growers that would just buy it and be like, okay, here's what I want the program to be, dude. Just put the batteries in it. Because I had done it so many times. Like, right. what do you want now? Put a little bit of pressure on you if you give it to them and it eps up. Like, uh, my lights yeah. came on at the wrong time or my garden flooded out. Wait, did but, you say PM or AM? Jack <laughs> <laughs> um, Pack NW Dan Pacific Northwest Dan says I tried tapering tapering as he's calling it once. Honestly, it's a lot more work than it's worth and produced no improvement. I would just flip to twelve twelve. Nothing happening in the first three to four days of flower that will make much a difference in the end product anyway. So everybody's agreeing with the point you're making. Okay. Um, unless you're at the mercy of how much does the sun change? Uh, how much daylight do we use lose each day? Is it Five minutes? I don't even pay attention. Ten That's minutes? That's a good question, man. That is a good question. I don't know if it's universal. Like, is it the same there in Colorado as it is here in no, Vancouver? you're farther north than us. Oh, it's true, man. You change faster there. Not if the earth's flat. It should be the same thing. Well, let me... Oh, where's my move? Fat Earther t-shirt, man? I think I instantly lost that one. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the real thing. It's um, fat earther. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, it's fat or yeah, fat earther. Fat earther, earther yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Before our grows, man, if you need uh, a good growing container, radical bags, guys. Real I'm going over the pros list here. All the coupon codes are listed out at dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Shop for your grow and get hooked up, man. Uh, Guru's running these. I've ran these for years. Indoors and out, outdoors, multiple years. They're super durable PVC mesh air pruning bag. Yep. Yeah, mine is still two, like new. Mine, I think I got two two good seasons on mine, and they're still like new. You can use these uh, for all sorts of applications or bases. They're almost impossible to overwater. Depending on the style you get, there's a nice Velcro zip down for transplant. They have one gallon up to 600 gallons. Handmade in Colorado. Yo, I do like this made in the USA stuff if you give a damn. Um, but man, check out air pruning uh, is a much better way if you've grown in nursery pots and you've seen what root bound looks like versus transplanting out of a air pruning radical bag where all the root tips are evenly all over the place. More places for your roots to feed, to eat, instead of a swirling tap root at the bottom. Uh, so gardengearsupply.com, coupon code DUDE, or just go over to dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Uh, check these bad boys out. You won't have to buy another bag for quite a while. I don't know how long because I, I still I still have all the ones I've had yeah, for like four or five years now. Thinking about that as a business model, I have had mine for two years and they seem like new. So you buy them once? Huh, I don't know. And <laughs> versus the fabric ones out there, these are nice, man. They're super easy to wash. This PVC mesh yep. it washes out very well. Versus when you get, you can see the salt buildup sometimes on the black fabric bags. Uh, from the, depending on what nutrient you're using, but yeah, they wash out super well, guys. They Check actually, them out. 
Well, they sponsor Guru's NASCAR team as well. So, you know, put your money where your mouth is. But we do dollars, you know? I know what to do with my hands. Actually, yeah, this is a nice mother and daughter team that are working together on this in this business. And it's really cool. I've talked to them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The, you're talking about, yeah, the Garden radical bag. Yep. Radical bag team. I agree. Yep. yep. Very uh, cool. What's going on in your grow? Uh, you know, I have determined that everything's going to be okay. And what happened was I started repotting. I was looking at those plants. I would pull them out. They were just looking like shit. I was sure I had some kind of root disease, but I pulled them out and the roots were actually, glow you know, I actually wanted to take a picture of some of them because they had that mycorrhizae fuzz on them and they were just white with tons of absorption points. And I was like, these, there's no root aphids on here. And every now and again, I would see one of those bugs that I convinced myself was a root aphid, but was uh, <laughs> hypoaspis miles. Uh, so I was, whatever, I transplanted all of them and I was doing a couple of experiments. I went, they're starting to recover very quickly. They're recovering. I put them in much bigger containers, went from five gallons to like these homemade kind of 12 gallon hempy buckets. I'll take, I was going to go ask Guru to take a picture for me, uh, but we just kind of ran out of time, but I will put some pictures up. I might even have something on the Instagram. If not, I'll put something up, but yeah, I just went to Home Depot high as fuck again and just picked out some different style containers that, uh, nested differently and gives me a four gallon reservoir and 10 to 12 gallons depending on how high i fill it up uh of a container and man i was running out in those five gallon containers i was running out of water pretty damn quick every two days i would say kind of defeats purpose of a hempy yeah because you want i mean i'm i water that often in my grow just every two days i water hand water yeah that's what i'm saying so this i'm i'm going for a week my buddy ray has uh uh, his own, I don't even think he has, he's just doing some prototype. Shout out to Ray White. But he's got a one that you can go two and a half weeks with. So you can grow. It's basically like made out of a 55 gallon uh, plastic drum. But you can go, like I said, two, two and a half weeks growing a beast plant, man. But they're huge. Yeah. I, what type of uh, cocoa did you say? Didn't you oh, think yeah, he had a cocoa right. problem? I am doing, I wasn't sure and might as well learn. So I uh, took some cheap cocoa, those cocoa bricks that I got for super cheap. And then I put them against can of cocoa, went over, shout out to Ben over at Way to Grow, went and saw him and picked up some can of cocoa, which is a very nice product. And it is just when you get a high quality cocoa compared to that, you know, whatever you get in the bricks. And you just enjoy putting your hands in the bag yes. and the cocoa. It's <laughs> fucking fluff, man, as compared to like the bricks where you're like, I think it's expanded enough to be a mushed. Yeah, I co the, the quality of your media is huge, not even just with cocoa. I mean, across the board, good peat. I've seen peat that is just crap. Um, so, yeah, yep. definitely uh, important to source a good media for your plant's roots. Canadian uh, well, yeah. is the best, sir let us know what is up with your cocoa grow and i feel bad because uh as we are approaching october here i almost inherited a plant last night from my grow the uh pink mangoo pink mangoo plants but i went over to my buddies and i was like eh you know can you make them i'll wait till they look a little nicer he's like oh i see how it is like you want me just to grow it up a little bit nicer for you first like it's already rooted but they weren't right. looking they weren't lurking so hot. And this is a buddy's grower I'll go over to sometimes and he'll be pretty proud about something. I'm like, mm, that doesn't really look that good, but it's hard. For, you know what I mean? It's hard for me to be 
harsh it, on it uh, right? just when it's like seeds yeah. instead of taking clones from just an okay grower <sighs> well what's that you said it, you were going to take some clones from this grower that is just okay as opposed to just planting some seeds and no i am still planting no i'm still planting seeds yeah. i'm still going to be planting some irie i i don't know i, I freaked one out of the reasons taking clones from other people man freaked out about it now man i had a root aphid scare thank god the doctor said i was clean but yeah it was scary. he did have uh which i haven't checked late lately uh uh thrips um but yeah so, i will man, have to check do you really quarantine. need to bring that shit into your into your grow for some you know man i don't have to but i wouldn't mind growing it all the way out so at the end of it i can be like this is what it looks like when i grow it you know oh, what i mean I you're doing yeah i see what you're doing i guess you give uh, me old dunk rips aren't the worst thing in the world but well he's all about simplicity which i get i had him using rainbow nutrients line which is like i don't know five bottles depending um and well, you put all of them in at the same mills per gal pretty easy in my opinion as right. well as recharge and his first run with that he did really damn good second run um he didn't do as good and now he's just hell-bent on this one part nutrient which i'm still not convinced you can do just one freaking bottle from the beginning to the end i don't know about um, a bottle but i'm gonna shameless plug grow dots because it's gonna be for sale on amazon i want to say in the next week or so and on realgrowers.com but uh, you can do it man at least with slow release granulars you can do it you can really customize and dial your formulas in then so yeah i'm gonna advocate right. a one part and i will say i still like silica that monosilicic acid there you go right shit that is some good stuff to add to any nutrient regimen whether whatever one part you got but that's and recharge i totally fine. agree that and recharge and you're done granted when you think about recharge already has the kelp and the molasses and the humic in it that's some yep. bottles right there sometimes yeah you're right you are right um all right. Well, maybe you're going to have to figure out how to get me some grow dots to Canada, sir. And I'll have to try some out. I think I can get them to Canada. I don't think there's anything, you know, it's a, it's, it's nothing that's uh, crazy. Anthrax is, is a, uh, a microbe. So the microbes are super regulated <clears throat> and there's all these crazy things with the whole, you know, whatever viruses and all that shit where they, they want you to have all sorts of real good documentation and oh Jesus Christ. You can do it, dude. All right. It's all on you. Interesting. Like we're all, we all live, like we're on this freaking continent here. This or North America. And then there's this line, Canada, USA, where all this weird shit. Like what I told you, I asked the border patrol when I was driving over. It's like, so tell me why I can't just bring weed like over this line. Cause once I cross it, it's federally legal and I'm in Washington right now and it's legal here, not federally. And he just said, if you declare it, it's okay, but it's a trick because if you yeah. declare you have it, you have to have all kinds of paperwork shit like to yeah right. Anyway, I don't know what's happening there, man. I don't know. I can't give you a good reason for that. It's the same. The last analogy is the banana. Like my wife had a banana in the car on accident going from Canada to the U.S. and the U.S. border lady was like made a huge effing deal. Yeah. Like huge deal, held us up, gave us like, hey, let me tell you why. Talked at us for 10 minutes about the yeah. banana. I'm like, hmm, are you sure the same bananas in the grocery store five minutes from here? And this, like, right. anyway. it's a big deal. When I was watching some like border wars one time, and they, it was kind of a boring episode because all they were doing was catching people with like fruit. 
They would be bringing fruit <laughs> from Africa or, you know, fruit from their native land or wherever. And they were like, fuck, no, you can't do it because bugs live in and on that fruit or on those leaves or on the bark, whatever. And that's how you get like your entire ecosystem. Destroyed. Okay. Maybe an it, apple. It is, it is why on the East Coast for the longest time, the yep. American chestnut was the like dominant tree on the East Coast. Right. It is switched to like oaks and maples and stuff because Chinese people brought over Chinese chestnuts um, to use as like landscaping stuff. Right. And now uh, like a fungal pathogen has wiped out pretty much all the American chestnuts that are uh, were on the East Coast. They used to be as big as redwoods. On the West Coast, right? They are, do not exist uh, in nature really anymore. So that is that's from people bringing. Still doesn't affect my banana because no bananas are grown in the United States or in Canada. So why can't I bring my bananas now? Yours might have to be grown somewhere that it is follows the guidelines for a Canadian marketplace. Chinese chestnuts. It's just a banana. I like that. I'm gonna use that. Who's slinging some recharge out there? Support your local hydroponics store. Yes, man. Raymond, Maine, huh? I wonder what it's like to be in Raymond, Maine. Shout out to Highwire Hydroponics up there. Hey, Adam, what's up? Thank you for all the love. What do you uh, think? Have you been to Maine? I have never been to Maine. Me neither. I've never been further north than <laughs> Washington, D.C., kind of embarrassing. I thought that was something weird about you, right? Yeah. You really haven't been too far. This is the furthest you've been, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, never been to anywhere on the eastern seaboard except for Florida, and I landed on a plane in New York. That's it. Oh, man, Philly. I really enjoyed going to Philly last year. Did meet some DGC out there. Good times. It just it was uh, cool, man. There's a good vibe there. It's like a cooler New York, as much as it sounds ridiculous, but it's just smaller, and uh, I just really enjoyed it. It was a very cool vibe. I am going to get ready to give thanks to man. the producers, the people making this show happen here, man. Um, and I do have, not, not on a bad note, but I had a request from uh, New Hampshire, no, yeah, New Hampshire Dam or New Hampshire Sheridan. What do you think there? I think uh, is New Hampshire. Is that a place, man? No, I'm just kidding. New, New Hampshire, man. New Hampshire, right? They'll probably, I don't know. How do you think they pronounce it? I'm going with New Hampshire Dam, okay? Uh, like said, Hampshire. hey, can you do a shout out for J. Eric Bertrand uh, from Massachusetts, passed away recently and was an amazing autoflower grower. So there you go, buddy. Of course, we always will miss a grower here. So definitely don't mind giving that shout out as well. Yeah, Eric Bertrand, shout out to you, brother. Hope you saw um, a big fat one up there. Did I start off on a bat? Like, we still get now pumped up for more shout outs. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> Dude, uh, life is 100% fatal, man. Once you realize that, you can kind of move on, you know? It, it is. I've been wanting to cover it in North Korea. I think you usually poo poo on it, but I'm like, let's look at how <laughs> some other heavy. cultures <laughs> celebrate death. And, and you're like, Dude, you want to have a happy, good show here today, okay? Right? Yeah, people don't want to hear that shit, man. All right. Uh, Right, they'll move on to Billy Bong smoking. Thank you, sir. How's it going? Yes, a growing TN. And what are we assuming that every those letters are Tennessee? Is that right? Yes, I'll or assume that as well. Uh, the amazing oh, Thunder Lips. I know who that is, brother. I know who that is. Semper, Semper High Gardens and Poop Grows. How you doing? <laughs> Poop will grow. 
you. Dimebag Doll and Kahuna of Cannabis. Thank you so much for the support. Go check out the patrons. Go check out the uh, the hangs we've been putting up there, man. Hopefully you enjoy them. Davey Craddock, how you doing? And Worm Guy, what's up? <laughs> Worm Guy, what's up, man? Betty Buds and sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. You All can't right. not say it. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time, get a good time, had a laugh. Bigirls.com forward slash support. Much love and uh, peace out. Hey, take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss man says to take a little break, that means we